Hello and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Callum. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Hello. Hello. It's <laughs> <laughs> made me laugh, don't we, that? That was like that little Britain thing. Do your line. Yeah. Hello. Told you was good. Ah, <laughs> oh, we up to? Anything good? Have we missed anything in Rugby League this week? Have we? If we missed anything in rugby league, yeah, has anything week? anything good been happening? Um, Challenge Cup final was on. I know that's pretty good, and what a good final! Yes, it was. Sorry, I nearly missed the recording then, but I just jumped in from touch. So, <laughs> or not? Yeah. Well, well, we'll 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 come on to that, won't we? We will. You can see steam coming out of people's ears already. Yeah, from uh, certain parts of the world anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, offbeat. Yeah. Um I I didn't like to we didn't like to contact him, did we, after this week? Because we thought we thought he might be like really, really upset. I'm sure he is really, really upset. Mm, I know. Um But on the plus side for the pod, uh our other guest, Gray, last week, almost, almost got the, the score correct. And I almost phoned him. Did you? To get him back on. But you didn't. No, because he didn't get it right. All right, yeah, that's true, yeah. So, should we start off with the with the final? Yes, I think so. I think um, I think it's the most important thing that's happened in rugby league, isn't it, this week? So I think it deserves... I think it's the most important thing that's happened in the world. Yeah. So I think that deserves to be um, hundred and forty thousand watching Farmill Earn. Weird that, isn't it? I don't get that. I will never understand that. Smelling petrol and things. Yeah, but then like, so I can't remember who it was, but somebody was like, "Oh, I went and it was amazing." It's like, yeah, but why? And they were like, "Oh, it's like the festival and stuff around it." So it's like you know, the you know, walk around like the. The, the shops and that, oh, that think, are on the... I think it was Martin Sadler, wasn't it, that brought it up, saying I don't see the, the, uh, yeah, the attraction. Yeah, and I can't remember who it was that was saying they'd gone and... Is it Lewis Hamilton? <laughs> no. What he ass. went, though. What an arse he is. Yeah. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> no, I don't even think it's allegedly. <laughs> Would you rather watch Formal Earn right. or Rugby Union if they both lasted the same amount of time? What's the amount of time, though? Well, let's say 80 minutes, because I, I don't like this this thing that you have about where I ask you something, and then you say, oh, no, it's definitely like that, because I'd only have to do it for an hour and a half instead of, like, four hours. So they're both lasting 80 minutes? Yeah, they're both lasting 80 minutes, yeah. Actually, I don't think that matters. I would rather just watch Formula One, I think. Would you? I can't watch Rugby Union. Okay. I can't. I just, I just can't. I'm just trying to... F- I know it's a question I've asked you before, and I'm trying to find something that, like, that the answer will be rugby union to rather than are you with me? You know, there's not much. I can't find, think of any off the top of my head. I'll find something. Well, we'll see. Okay, let's talk about the final. Yeah, I because thought it was a really, really good final. I thought it was a splendid advert for rugby league. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I thought it was open, particularly from Cass in the first half. I thought they threw the ball about and supported really well, and they was they looked really, really positive, didn't they? Yeah, Nile Evans looked dangerous every time he touched the ball, didn't he? Especially in that first forty, um, made 
three or four breaks himself throughout the game, I think, didn't he? And would you give him Lance Todd? Um, I haven't really got a problem with it because he was he was definitely Castleford's best player, and he was there was only maybe one or two that when I rewatched it, I watched it again, and when I watched it the second time, I thought Lachlan Coote's performance, um, especially in the second half, was was an all time classic, really. Mm. A lot of people spoke about James Roby as well. Yeah, maybe forget about him because it's just like he sets his own standards, doesn't he? Mm. And he's done it for so long. I think you forget about it. But I just thought that Lachlan Coote really guided St. Helens around the the pitch, um, especially you know second half. Put a couple of good kicks in. Didn't really make a mistake. Goal kicking as well. And I think he had to take on a lot more of the kicking duties and therefore the organisation stuff because uh, T.O. Farge had um, exited the final at half-time, hadn't he, after appearing to have a shocker, but now it turns out he had a broken shoulder. Yeah, he tried to uh, Cooper Cronk it, didn't he? Yeah. And, and didn't quite do it the same. Yeah. Um, was it the grand final that Cooper Cronk played with a broken shoulder? It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, um, against the Storm a couple of years for the ago. Uh, for the Roosters, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he had a few passes, didn't he? That hit the deck and caused some knock-ons and stuff, and made a couple of errors himself. Got himself a try though, and that might have been what aggravated the shoulder diving in on, on, at the at the post. Maybe possibly, you know. I mean, to be fair to to be fair to him, you wouldn't have thought he was playing with a broken shoulder. You know, he still put himself about defensively and whatnot. Um, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because, yeah, he got a try. But then you would say, wouldn't it, the, the gamble of playing him for Saints really didn't pay off, did it? Not really. It did. I think it did in the end, only because... Jack Wellsby ended up going into the halves and, for me, really kick-started the turnaround. I think the influence that Wellsby had in the second half for Saints was similar to the influence that Evels had for Castleford in the first half. Yeah, probably. Um, I just thought that he really gave it a go and, I mean, what a... What a talent to have in your squad. He can play anywhere because he's. I think he said originally he was supposed to be playing through the middle at like loose forward, and which he's done over the last couple of weeks, I believe. Um, I think it's different now as well these days. But I always used to worry about players that they said that were utility players and could play anywhere. Yeah, because invariably that all that to me that meant there was always somebody better in each position. Mm. But I think with Wellsby and the way that the game has gone now, it's probably a little bit different. It's a little bit different, and you know, I, I, you would he would never ever have played loose forward, and he, I mean, he's not a loose forward, is he? he? Just, but the fact that he can go out there and do a job for, for Saints says a lot about him. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, well, it's, it's similar to hookers. Yeah. Hookers are extra pivots and extra halfbacks, aren't they? Yeah. Whereas, obviously, when there was contested scrums and things like that, then they were a sort of fully-fledged front-row member, weren't they? Yeah, definitely. Um, but, you know, in, in, in terms of the Challenge Cup final, I I, I thought he really kick-started the, the comeback for St. Helens with... 
Just so, basically having a go. So at 12-6, it's half-time, it's 12-6, and I thought that Castleford were probably, I won't say unlucky because I don't think that's right. I'd, I'd probably put it that Saints were probably lucky to be only 12-6 down at half-time. Yeah, the they weren't good at all, were they, in that? No, they made a lot of errors and I think Castleford will probably be kicking themselves that perhaps that they weren't sort of 14 points to 18 points up maybe instead of six. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing, a couple more tries and didn't probably take advantage of the the possession and the field position that they had overall in those first first 40 minutes. Yeah, probably. I think that's how they, they, they probably feel as well. I think that's how the fans probably feel. Um, and I think our time come at a very good time, didn't it, for Saints? Um, yeah, and I think going in, I mean, I do think from a, a coach's point of view, when you look at the two half-time team talks, if you like, I'd have probably been, perhaps even been the happier as, as daft as it sounds, being Christian Wolf, because I think Saints couldn't have played much worse and could only improve against what was expected to be a tiring Castleford team because they hadn't played many matches and they were only six points down. Yeah. And if you look at it that way, you think, actually, you know, he goes into changing room and says, look, lad, you, know, you can't be any worse than that and you're only six down. And you've got forty minutes to to, to put it right. Whereas Daryl Powell's team talk is is keep going type of thing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And um, I think there's, I think there's a there's a real difference in the balance there of the of the two talks at half time. Well, whatever he said at half time, Christian Wolf obviously worked, didn't it? Um, yeah, Theo, sit down. Yeah, yeah. They, they definitely play better without Theo. And I'm not. That's not a slight on him. Obviously, if he's injured and that. And he can't pass the ball. It's not going to be any use to anyone, is he? No, no. Um, you think... And the second half pretty much was one-way traffic. Pretty much. P- particularly the, after the controversial I was going to say, try. the big talking point is the, the James Roby try, in it? Um, and, and everyone... Well, a lot of people saying that, um, you know, there was a knock-on from Percival as well, and um, Grace jumped from... Uh, outside the field of play, and I, I didn't really think it was a knock-on from Percival, um, but he definitely jumped from from outside. I first of all, the kick from Coot wasn't good. No, it sort of sliced off his foot and ended up on the the touch line. So that the first thing was the kick wasn't probably meant exactly where it was going to go to, and then. The I think there's two different debates there. A, did he knock on? And I'm with you, I'm not sure, I'm not convinced either way. Interesting to see what what would have happened if the referee had have sent this up as a no try. Yep. Which, again, open, to me, opens that debate up by saying, should they send it up? If they're not sure... Should they even send it up as a try or no try? But that, that's a different debate. You wouldn't debate. think it would make a difference on that one. But I think it would have done. Yeah. Because it it was there to see that his foot was on the outside of play. Well, the ones where it doesn't make any difference whatsoever, isn't it, is 
the sort of like wingers grounding in touch. Yeah. That sort of thing. This the touch one, line's there, isn't it? You can yeah. see whether it's it or not. Now this one, so the kick's not great. Is there a knock-on? I don't know. And again, do you look at that knock-on as in, I've sent that up as no try, so I can't overturn it. There isn't a knock-on. Just the same as you probably can't overturn it. There is a knock-on. Mm. And then the jump from Grace, I've never, ever heard this interpretation that, that's gone around since of, because to me, we both said we were watching it and we both said, didn't we, he's jumped from in touch. Yeah. It's no try. He's jumped from in touch. And then I've heard this this thing uh, where they've said, actually, that whichever foot's on the line is in the air and his other foot has left the ground last. So therefore he's he's in play. I'm not quite buying that. No, I, I, I think... I, that I, seems I, a made-up thing on the day, that, I to think, me. I think that's what they've done. I think they know they've got it wrong and they've had to come up with some sort of excuse to justify why it's been given because I think it's just clear-cut that. But he's watched it for four minutes. I know, I just think it's clear-cut. You know, you don't jump with one foot, do you, there like that. It's we, all right saying that his, his foot that was in play was the last to leave, but he's still jumped from outside. From, he's jumped from that yeah, position. It's, Do you know, the whole thing of that makes a mockery of some of the rules. You know, like these rules where you that, that we both hate where uh, from kickoffs, where they're kicking off, and if you've... Like straddling. You're straddling the line and catch it, whatever, then you're in touch. No, you should be the ball. Yeah. Now, if the now if you've got the ball that's not in touch, say it becomes then there's no debate if you like because I don't think the ball hit the line. There was green in between yeah. in there, so I don't think that was the case. But the rules as they are, I, I think it, it was a really fortunate try. Oh yeah, it was definitely a, a because, fortunate try. Yeah, because I think he, I don't think it should. I I would have given no try. I would have given no try. Um because of where he jumped from, and I'm surprised that they give that. Okay. Um, so I've got the next question for you then. Would that then have made a difference to the overall result if that had gone no try? No, I don't think so. I mean, it's hard to say, but I don't I don't think so. What, the second half was, what, 20-0 to Saints? Mm. You know, you can't, you can't go um, 40 minutes in a Challenge Cup final without scoring, especially the second half, second 40, yeah. without scoring and expect to win. And, and Saints scored quite soon after as well, didn't they, when Wellsby, it was a poor pass, yeah. and I think Wellsby, I think it was, picked the ball up and ran cross-field, didn't he, and yeah, ended and up making, some making some one of his yeah, trademark right. finishes. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, so I don't think it would have made that much difference, really. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to justify it being given or anything, because it shouldn't have been given, but... When you're losing the second half of Challenge Cup final, 20 points to nil, you're not going to win, I don't think. No, no. But I I think Saints deserve winners in the end. I think as well, I think what you've got to look at as well, which doesn't get an awful lot of um, mentions, I think. I think overall, Castleford were pretty poor in the second half, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Maybe... Fitness caught up with them, with them not having played. Maybe they're regretting not trying to fulfil the a couple of fixes. I know the Huddersfield one wasn't their fallout come from the Huddersfield camp, but maybe. I mean, I don't know. There, there seems to be just this thing now, doesn't they? They, they dodged the Saints game. 
mm. because they were playing the cup final. Yeah, Maybe they regret not playing yeah. or whatever. Mm. I think um, there was a spell. They didn't really have much, I don't think, in, in Saints 20. There was a spell where I think uh, Darrell Alford's got the... Uh, the ball, I think two or th- certainly twice, might have been even three times in the set, and the defence swung across and, and blocked him out. And I, I can't really remember much else that, that Cass did in the second half, really. Not really. I think Evels made another break, didn't he? And, um, yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. And I, or was, apart from that. But it, you're right. Did Coop bring him down? Yeah, Coop brought that, him yeah. down, yeah. It was um, with, with that one-on-one. That's um, right. But, yeah, it's, I mean... They didn't. They weren't great second half. Saints really upped the defense, didn't they? And but I, I thought Castleford looked quite slow and quite tired. Um, and and I think um, them not having played as many minutes that they, they would have liked um, over the last two three weeks really caught up with them towards the end, especially in that heat. I was just going to say, particularly in the conditions, because players were wilting and and there was a lot of stoppages in the last twenty minutes. I thought we. Players going down, a lot of cramp, a lot of Yo, just, yeah, just a lot of cramp. Na- knocks where they got a breather and things like that on on both sides. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but no, I think you're right. I think Saints probably deserved winners. Um, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah, and now hold at the minute both major trophies. Yes, yes, um, they do. Well, the cup final, where does this, for you, where does this rank in, in some of the others that you've seen? Um, I thought it was quite good. I thought it was really entertaining. I thought, To be honest, I thought the one last year was quite good. Um, you the, know, Leeds, the, the, the Leeds and Salford. Like yeah, I thought that was quite good. And then there's been a, there's been a couple of uh, no-goes, no really, aren't there? The Leeds um, and Hull KR one, not long ago, yeah. was that the 50-0? That was, um, yeah, that was... Rubbish, really, won it. 16-0, Wigan and Hull, won't We settled down for that, didn't we? The big block of Galaxy and everything, do you remember? The Leeds one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then there was the 16-0 to, to Wigan. In the, it was hammering down, wasn't it? Yeah, was that against Hull? Yeah, that was yeah. against Hull. Um, but I really enjoyed the 2016 one um, that Hull won against Warrington 12-10. That's the, the famous... How and tackle oh, the, the tackle fifty two whatever yeah, yeah on um, Ben Curry yeah um, two thousand and seven Saints Catalan I think it was Catalan's first time at Wembley but it was also the first final at the new Wembley which was pretty historic really yeah yeah um, and then re- you know there's a couple of other ones Catalan First win in 2018. That was brilliant for, you know, them and French Rugby League. I've made a note of that against Warrington. Yeah. yeah. Um, the 2005 so, final. Just on that one, the 2018 one, strangely enough, I, I remember the semis from that year because both of them, both those teams were expected to lose. That's right. Catalan beats St. Helens. And they? Warrington beat Leeds. Yeah. And they were... and. We were both expected to lose. That's right. And then that created a really good final in itself. I yeah, think. it was it was a good day for especially for French rugby league. Yeah, uh, two thousand and five was a bit of a classic. One it hold twenty five leads twenty four. That's and sort this, of this, like the modern day classic. Yeah. I remember. Uh, you're right because I remember that one because I think Danny Ruff converted to. I think Paul Cook scored. I think if I remember rightly. Mm. 
and in, in the last couple of minutes. And then I remember that Leeds went for a drop goal to try and level it up and it got charged down. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the 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 modern one in it, the modern classic. They all yeah. go on about the, the, the one in the 80s, 84s. 85, I think 85. you're thinking. You know, Wigan uh, 28, Hull 24. It's funny, Hull FC have, have appeared in quite a few of these that they we're have. talking about. And a lot of the time, come out on the wrong side. Yeah. Um, but that that the 2005 one is sort of like my version of that one, I think. Yeah, the 25-24. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the other one um, is the 1998 Sheffield 17, Wigan 8, because that was just a, a, a true underdog story, wasn't it? Absolutely. So, yeah. There's, there's you know, some of the ones that... What, what that's that's line to dodgeball. Yeah, it could be. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so the dodgeball final of ninety-eight. Yeah, the dodgeball final. Yeah, yeah. Where uh, you? What? Well, where? Where does this one rank? Well, I, I funny enough, I've made a note of some because we mentioned this, didn't we, before we came on air? Mm. And um, I'm, I've got pretty much the same ones as you, but going back further than that. I've got 96, um, the Bobby Goulding final. Bobby's Bombs. Bobby's Bombs, uh, yeah, um, which was 40-32 for St. Helens against Bradford Bulls. I've got the 85 one that you said. The other ones I've got that, have, that I remember for, for interest were with Hull being on the wrong side of them both. Again, 1980, uh, which was the Hull derby. Mm. Hull KR 10, um, Hull FC 5. So that was, um, it might not have been an absolute classic game, but just the, the occasion of being a Hull derby, I think, in, in at Wembley and Hull probably pretty much emptied on that day, didn't it? And, mm. you know. and then the other one, um, Hull on the wrong side again, in 83, uh, getting beat off Featherston. Right. 14-12, uh, Featherston lifting the Challenge Cup. Mm. You can't really imagine that these days. No, they, but you know they did well to win the uh, uh, 80s. I think that was uh, David Hobbs and Co. I think he was captain that day. I think no, but you know, lifting trophies at Wembley again on Saturday, weren't they? They were in eighteen ninety-five. Yeah, uh, well done. Cup. Yeah, and there was lots of um, lots of Featherstone and York, but particularly lots of Featherstone shirts on view. There was Saturday and looking at. Um, uh, looking around, uh, yeah. So congratulations to Fed because that's yeah, really well brilliant. Done. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which and looked like at one point the game was in doubt, wasn't it? Twenty four hours before, yeah, and coming from the the Featherstone camp, wasn't it? Yeah. So to, to go out and do a job there with all that prior to kick off, yeah, really well done. Um, but brilliant interception try from York as well. Did you see that way? Right, he went pretty much full length of the pitch. I did see that, yeah. Yeah. Bet he was gassed after that. Yeah. But, I um, was. And... But again, really good game, lots of tries. Fed fans really happy out out, out all over and uh, excellent. Yeah. So well done. Um, I, I do think, the more the more I see it, the, the more I do think that they deserve a place at the at the top table, I think. but Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Um... You know, they're not going to do any worse than Lee, are they? No, which we say pretty much every week, don't we? Mm. But, and we yeah. don't enjoy saying it. It's just 
the way facts. it is, just facts. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So, yeah, so <laughs> that was the, that wraps up the Challenge Cup, I think, which was... But I, I really enjoyed the game. I, I enjoyed both games. I think they were... Uh, a credit, I think, to uh, to rugby league, both both of them. The way, just the way the players approached them, the way that they, the style in which they were played, uh, and I also think as well that I should have a, a mention for the fans as well. You look at some of the social media stuff and the fans having pictures taken together, and I just think you compare that to the week before uh, with the football. Yeah, I uh, just that's you know fantastic. I agree. Um, Johnny Vegas seems to be on most of these pictures I've seen. <laughs> he was everywhere, him, wasn't he? Absolutely everywhere. Think, was that his job on Saturday, just to like go around everybody and have his yeah, picture taken? Promoting rugby league. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, it was it was a great day around for rugby league. I saw a couple of things on Twitter of, you know, people using like the hashtag, the Challenge Cup final, and mm. it was like people who hadn't, and it was like, oh, I've just discovered rugby league, I'm hooked. And so, you, you know, we picked up a few fans, which is brilliant. Um, also, the viewing figures peaked at an audience of 1.1 million viewers. Yeah. Which is good. Uh, I saw last year it peaked at 1.6, mm. but we're in a lockdown. Exactly. And people didn't have an awful lot to, to do apart from probably watch... Challenge Cup final. No, and obviously, if you know, if pubs are open and things like that, I don't yeah. know how how the, the viewing figures works. It's like one or two tellies in it, rather than yeah, thirty yeah. or whatever that are watching that one telly. If it was on, yeah. If well, yeah, if it was on, but you know, I'm sure places in Cast and St Helens and stuff would have had it on. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so yeah, no, it was a good day all round, and obviously, congratulations to Featherstone and congratulations to St Helens. Yeah, absolutely. So well done. Well done all round. Well done with a rugby league family all round, I think. Definitely. So, should we move a bit further afield? Yes, just a little bit further afield. Yes. Let's uh, let let's go to the let's go to our usual NRL roundup then, shall we? Yeah. Um all the games back on over a few days following the uh state of origin, which yeah. um Queensland turn round. Yeah. I think we had a, a, a very brief preview of it on last week's pod. That's right. I'd forgot it. It was We'd not. It, it, even be it, it was post pod. It was Wednesday morning, wasn't That's it? That's right. I forgot about that. And Queensland won. Yes. Making it two one. Um, amazing that only seven, um, seven series out of forty have ended up three nil. That is amazing because some of the, t- especially you know during my lifetime and and some of the Queensland sides mm. that they've had, you know, they won that. What was it? Some ridiculous eight nine in a row yeah. whatever it was you'd think you'd think that yeah there would have been one or two blowouts with it yeah. yeah um new south wales did miss the halves didn't they oh yeah did miss cleary and luai didn't they yeah the other did the, the two that came in um i know you're not convinced with jack white and are you no um and moses i don't think had the, the particularly great game uh, Turns out he broke his back during that game. It's coming he? out today. Yeah, he broke his back during Origin. Right. Don't know when. I didn't see him go off. I don't remember him going no, off. No, no. Um, but no, I'm not overly convinced with Jack White and or not on the biggest stages anyway. You know, I never see him really do all that much. But which then prompted comments from Gus Gould. Um, this will be good. He needs to pipe down a little bit, I think, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, I'm, he thinks he's some sort of rugby league god, doesn't he? Yeah. And what he says goes. 
uh, wanted to make it uh, was banging the drum to make it um, a five game series from first to three yeah. yeah so that whoever got to three could celebrate with the that night with the with the trophy and I suppose that makes sense but when you're doing you, it and then you knock it on the head then yeah and I suppose that makes sense but when you're doing it in the middle of the NRL season there's already complaints that they're playing three games imagine if it goes to five games yeah it's just not going to it's not going to work, I don't think. Well, I'll tell you why it wouldn't work either. Could you imagine the effect that would have on the international calendar as well? Yeah, it'd be non-existent. Because that then would be the be-all and end-all for Australian Rugby League. Yeah. Yep. And that would that would sound the death bell for international Rugby League. Yeah, no, I agree. Know I agree. So I don't think... I feel like he's not... Bothered one little bit about international rugby league. Well, he's not. Field. He's not. No. All he's bothered about is is the the NRL and Origin. He's not even bothered about the Kangaroos. No. But speaking of Phil Guild and him piping down, yeah, I was having a look at um, the charts, the podcast charts this week on Apple. All oh, right, right. Okay. Um, he does a podcast, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. It's is it called Six? Six tackles oh, I'm with not Gus or something. Now, no, pipe down with Gus or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in on the Apple ones um, in in Great Britain, um, he was number twenty six. This is in rugby pod. Yeah, in in, pod, in podcasts. Rug, yeah, in rugby <laughs> podcasts. In rugby podcasts, he was number twenty six. Right. Um, Most of them rugby union, to be fair. Aren't yeah, they, they are. There's yeah. only one or two really. Good rugby league ones. <coughs> Speaking of good rugby league ones, <laughs> yeah. the the loose forward podcast, oh, the LFP, yeah, was sitting pretty in number twenty five. Pipe down, Gus. Yeah, have that, Gus. <laughs> <laughs> so we're above Gus Gould at the minute, yeah. So thank you to everybody who's been listening and downloading. Yes. <laughs> We couldn't have done it without you, exactly. literally. Yeah. <laughs> thank yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And please don't listen to Gus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh anyway, NRL. NRL. I forgot we had I forgot we still had that to do then after hearing that then. Yeah. The uh I know I feel I'm on a I'm on a high now. Yeah. <laughs> That's the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on then. Um, let's go with the Storm. Storm 48, Knights 4. Yeah, one again, look great. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Jerome Hughes is so underrated. Well, I've got, right, I've got a note there to ask you, and it just says, well, it just says Jerome Hughes fan club. And how, how's... I would be how, how junior is, vice president how is, of that fan club. How is... The, the Jerome Hughes fan club feeling this week? Good, good. He was he was great again. He had a I like that that try he scored where he kicked it and it took a wicked bounce mm. and bounced to um, whoever it was for the storm and he backed up and just got on the end of it. But it was a good kick. Yeah. Nico Hines looked good again. Just a, a few little of them rainbow passes. Yeah, like every time he took the ball, rainbow pass. But ended up in a try nine times out of ten. So, yeah. and there could have been a new T-shirt on the horizon. Uh, no Ponga, no consciousness. 
He got absolutely flattened, didn't he? And I don't even know what happened because he seemed he to... Passed he passed the ball, to, didn't he? And then he ran, carried on running into somebody And for then some sort reason. of span around trying to dance past whoever was trying to tackle him and then just ran into somebody's shoulder. But, yeah, the, the Storm are class and the Knights are just a funny team, aren't they? Yeah. And the more you see it, I mean, the more you see of the Storm, the more you just think, yeah, they're going to win this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Raiders... Back to winning ways, staying on winning ways. Raiders 34, Cronulla Sharks 18. Did you see in this game the very first try that was an eight-point try? Mm. How was that an eight-point try? I don't He know. said he'd got him in the head and in the act of scoring. Yeah. He was nowhere near his head, as no. far as I could see. I kept rewinding it on the highlights thing to look at it, and I'm like, how was that an eight-point try? I don't know. Did they get the bunker involved in that, or did the referee just give it? I can't remember. Did the bunker give it? Because I remember him saying, we've got there for an eight-point, so we have a decision or something. Weird. Weird. Odd, isn't it? Yeah. Um, can I go to the Cowboys 18, <laughs> the Roosters 34, and... Last week there was a there was a comment in one game, wasn't there, about wet paper towel defence? Oh yes, this is that was also the Roosters game. Oh, was it? But the it... Bulldogs. All oh, right. Well, the wet paper towel defence of the week award <laughs> goes to the Cowboys. Yeah, all the tries were the same, all down the side, all down one side, and I wish they were they were just terrible. Yeah. Apart from the hammer, who can shift yeah I, I'd never even heard of him before this origin selection and now I can't stop watching him <laughs> he's quick isn't he yeah I, I tell you it does make a massive difference though for the Roosters and that's Victor Radley oh yeah yeah because they reminds, missed him for a few games didn't they he reminds me of uh, an Australian Morgan Knowles but probably better just that sort of player that type of player I know what you mean yeah it reminds me a bit of that Anthony Minicello because he looks a bit like Count Duckula. <laughs> he's no, he's good. He's a good player. I like Victor Radley, and you're right. He does make a massive difference. He is the enforcer of that team, isn't he? Victor the inflictor. Yeah, he he makes um he makes a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so last week the Titans won, so that means obviously this week then they lost. Yeah, and lost. Easily again. Uh, 26-8. Was it 26-8? Yeah. I think so, with the uh, the Eels. And made it look close at the end. And I don't think the Eels particularly played for 80 minutes, to be quite honest. No. Whenever they whenever they lose, the Titans, they get hammered. Yeah. They, they don't seem to lose by four points. They seem to need to go in the lead. Yeah. It's all to me. It seems like it's down to that first twenty minutes. Um, if they're in it or yeah. they're on top, yeah, they've got something and they to can defend. Feel like they can hang on to it. Whereas if they don't, I don't think they. I don't know when you when you watch them play. They can obviously throw the ball about and score some good tries. Can't defend though, can they? No, but if they, it feels like if they, it comes across though as if they feel like if they go behind, they can't get back in front. And they can't defend out wide either. No. No, they can't. It's, um... They're a strange team. And are these NRL games as well all, all on the... been moved, haven't they, this week? Yeah, of the, to the COVID Queensland, stuff, because, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
That's right. They're in the bubbles now, aren't they? Yeah, that's right. Um, sea Eagles 32, Dragons 24. Yeah, I think pretty much expected, especially with the Dragons having to do them suspensions from that Paul Vaughan party. Mm. Uh, not Paul Vaughan, Paul Vaughan party. Um, they wouldn't bother if Paul Vaughan had a party. <laughs> no, now, I don't like. think they would, no. It'd be a bit weird if the players were going around to that party. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, no DC eight, no no Daily Cherry Evans, and no Turbo Tom though this week. So no, does that make it a good winner? Yeah, it feels a bit tainted because the Dragons have had so many suspensions. I think mm. made a game um, of it though. Yeah, they did make a game of it. Ran away with it in the end, but yeah, they made a game of it. Um, he looks good, doesn't he? That full fullback for Dragons, that Sloan. Yeah, great play uh, when they kicked it out wide and then he, he ran in and, and managed to, to get it. Yeah, He was the one, we, we spoke about him a couple of weeks ago, if yes, you remember. because his, his nan was in the crowd. Yeah, and she presented him with his um, jersey when he yeah. made his debut. I think he's the, the the reason that Matt Duft is being shown the door, isn't he? Yeah, because he's only about 18, isn't he? Mm, something stupid. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Who was it that was like, he's 22, who was it? Who, who was we talking about last week for that? Oh, Brian Toto. Oh yeah. When we saw when we saw that picture of him, yeah, with his top off, and he had like wings, wings, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah from the front, but you could see his back from his front. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, twenty-two-year-old Brian Toto. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Brian Toto, getting over the line again for the Panthers against the Warriors. Warriors sixteen, Panthers thirty. I've got two bits on this. Yeah. Number one, for both teams, some of the handling for the tries was unbelievable. I've got that down. Yeah. Some of the handling, just the, the offloads, the way it stuck, the quick hands. Yeah. For both teams, the both the way they scored was, was absolutely fantastic. Warriors picking up a few injuries. Um, Roger, to a Varsashek, went off with the HIA. Um, Egan, the hooker, went off. And Tahu Harris ended up leaving the field as well. So that's probably caught up with him in the end because I thought it was quite a close game up until up until then players started going off. Yeah. Um, Miliami Kikau looked good again. I thought scored two tries, didn't he? Yeah, the first one was in the first two minutes. He charged it down, got the got a good bounce, and yeah, over he went. But and then the other thing I've got on this, you know, these try celebrations they're doing. Yeah, which is this five five thousand dollars to yeah Mossy Masai. Mm-hmm. Warriors had a great one. Did you see it? The lawnmower. The lo- was that the lawnmower one? I couldn't, and he, yeah. he starts mowing the pitch. Unfortunately, it was a forward pass. Yeah, that's and he right. Had to, he had to stop mowing the lawn, didn't he? Curran won it, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, so, oh, he should get that money though, shouldn't he? That was a classic celebration. He should get that money. Try or no try for that. He's got it, surely. <laughs> it's for charity, come on. He's, surely he's got to uh. get that money. Because he started mowing the sun cart, didn't he? He did. And then had to... Well, switch it off, didn't he? It was yeah. brilliant. Yeah, but um, yeah, the Panthers running away with it in the end. I just, I just love the way they play; it's class. The Panthers, yeah. But sticking with the Suncorp, mm-hmm. the Broncos twenty-four, West Tigers forty-two. This was quite close up to about the last ten minutes. Yeah, it was weird. It was real back and forth game, and I thought the the Broncos were playing quite well. What did make me laugh, though. Um, was that try where they put the kick through 
and everybody missed it. Oh, the uh, David uh, Nofalima one. Yeah, and everybody just sort of missed it, bounced about everywhere, and he just sort of went, cheers. Well, there was about three or four people miss they all, it. They all tried to kick it out, <laughs> pat it out, jump on it, and then they all missed it. Because I think he give, the referee sent it up as no try. Yes, he did. Because he, he must have thought, well, someone's, Somebody must somebody's have got to have done something. Yeah. yeah. And they did. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen a try like that. No. It was good. I tell you, he impresses me um, every time I see him play, and that's Payne Haas. Yeah, he looks good, doesn't he? Real tank. Yeah. He, he looked good in this game again. And um, young uh, Tommy Talau scored an excellent try as well. We've mentioned Tommy Talau before as well. Yeah, Son of right. um, uh, Willie Talau, yeah. Uh, and he was a uh, uh, lovely dummy and cut back inside to, to dive over. Yeah, he did do very well for that. Uh, interesting, they mentioned during this, though, that the rumours abound in Australia of uh, Josh Hodgson following uh, Adam Reynolds to the Broncos for next year. Yeah, I've heard them floating about for a while now. Um, you know, that would, that would be a good signing for them. Perhaps it looks like at the minute, doesn't it? It looks like they're trying to build a new spine, doesn't it, at the minute? Yeah. For next uh, for next year. Well, it's, it's really the most important thing, isn't it? Yeah. And you, you pack after that, I think. And to be fair, it's not often either that you see the Tigers not uh, run up 42 either. No. I don't think they'll do it again before the end of the season. Broncos can't defend, can they? We were saying they'd have, they'd, they conceded 500 points last yeah terrible. before this round. Terrible. Shocking. Uh, anyway, last game of the round. Rabbitohs 32, Bulldogs 24. A quite close game, really. Made it made it close, didn't they? I, I didn't see all that. I saw bits of this. Um, I was just wondering whether the Rabbitohs had a lot of players out They'd left him out after Origin. Yeah, there was no Mitchell, no um, Gagai. Don't think Campbell Graham played again. Uh, Alex Johnson got two tries again. Again, before he had to leave the field injured. Yeah, what was up with him? Because I just saw the thing where the physio was there and he's like, nah, he's coming off. But I didn't quite know what was up with him. I don't know. I didn't quite catch that. What it was, was just after him. he scored, wasn't it? Yeah. So I'm not quite sure what was up with him in the end, but but isn't isn't that now we mentioned on the stats? Isn't that six games in a row now that he's got two tries or more? Could be. It was five, last five week. games, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of his stats, wasn't it, last yeah. week? Um, um, but the big turning point really was that after the hooter for the first half, the walking off, and Cody Walker and Lachlan Lewis. Are having words, aren't they? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Lachlan Lewis decides he's going to tackle Cody Walker while they're walking off. Cue a big pile on, and Lachlan Lewis ends up getting simbined during half time and misses the first ten minutes of the second half. It was hilarious. But what what what? Who didn't think it was hilarious was um, um, Trent Barrett. Trent Barrett. Did you see his face? Yeah. I'm surprised he was still up there, to be honest. Because you'd think he'd be on his way down, wouldn't you? After yeah. It? Yeah, yeah, because it was after the, the hooter had gone. I'm surprised he saw it, yeah. I, I thought, yeah, you're right, actually, I thought yeah. they were going to have to go into the changing room. And then he'd say... And then go, right, you do this. Oh, I can't oh, I do can't. that, boss. Yeah. Why not? Oh. I got simbined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. I tackled Cody Walker <laughs> coming off the pitch. 
Why? But his face was absolute thunder. If looks it? could kill. Yeah. And to be fair, the way that one looked had a big impact on the result, I think, as well. Yeah. Yeah. The way, the way this game turned out. But he, he was absolutely... Oh, he was fuming, Yeah, because I think the Bunnies he? got one quite early in the second half. Yeah. He was fuming, wasn't he? Was he was fuming. So... So that is that wrap up the NRL? Uh, yes, yes, it does. Which means that it is time for this. It's Bobby's stats of the week. It is. I'm really excited about. Well, I don't know if I am or not. I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. Have I'll, you have you got Bobby's stats of the week? No, he hasn't sent them to me. And he hasn't sent them to me. So what are we going to do? Well, that can only mean one thing. So, in a break, which is on episode 21, it's took us 21 episodes to do this. But we've eventually bowed to the pressure and we introduce the man himself, Stat Brenda. Bobbles, are you there? I am. Hey. 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 So, after many, many weeks of of uh, pestering us, and, and despite me saying you couldn't come on till we'd done our 100th episode and do it as a 100th episode special, we've caved into pressure. And you have, I think... I think I think the fans wanted it as well. <laughs> do you mean do you mean you kept tweeting in? Yeah. <laughs> no one knows who kept tweeting in. It was anonymous. <laughs> anonymous. Right, well all I'm gonna say to you is you're on trial, isn't he? Yeah. You are on trial. So Bobby, let's get going. Hit me with your first stat. Okay. Stat number one. Nico Hines has spent a total of zero minutes playing in NRL Grand Finals and State of Origin. However, despite that, he has lifted both the NRL Trophy and the State of Origin Shield. It reminds me of, like, um, Scott Carson or something. You know when he, the keeper at City not played single minute, but he's got kitted up and gone through his medal at the end. It reminds me of when you had your photo taken with the FA Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Still look good. Okay, that's a good one, though. Thank you. Okay. Uh, start number two, we're then going to head over to uh, Super League. And a bit of history on this one for you. Uh, it has now been... 44,009 days since Queen Victoria died. She died on the 22nd of January, 1901. Warrington last won the league 24,174 days ago, May 14th, 1955. Meaning their last league title is actually closer to the Victorian era than it is to present day. <laughs> so let me. So that's your first time on the show, and you've come on and slagged off an entire fan base. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> okay. Right. We're actually on the lookout for a Warrington fan, aren't we? To uh, join us for a Warrington special, aren't we? Yeah. 
Um, exactly. So maybe you could mention that. Uh, yeah, or, or maybe not. But what an interesting stat. Well done. Um, well done for alienating us to the whole of Warrington. Well done. Not to You're mention, welcome. Not to mention Queen Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on a I'm on a trial run here, guys. Yeah, okay. it could be my it could be my last week. Yeah, you, you've made two episodes, your first and last. <laughs> right, go on. Uh, stat number three. We go back to Australia and we go with the Melbourne Storm, who have broken an 86 year old record for the most amount of points scored after 17 games. The original record was in 1935 when the Roosters scored 614 points. However, this season, the Storm have scored 632 points after 17 rounds. And after this weekend's win over Newcastle, the Storm have actually scored 40 plus points 11 times out of the 17 games this season. Team, that's we? impressive, that, isn't it? Mm. 11 out of 17. Wow. That's impressive. I lost track of the first bit at the start, but the second bit is like... Ridiculously yeah. good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How many stats have we got? Oh, uh, we've got we've got a few tonight. We've got five, but I've All got right. a couple of... Uh, I've got a couple of little fun facts about the last one as well that sort of go along with this. Okay, well, let's not build your part up, so let's go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, stat number four, uh, and five, actually, had become about the Challenge Cup. I thought I'd include a, a couple of extras this week uh, after the Challenge Cup weekend. So, there was a big big fuss about uh, St. Helens uh, not winning the Cup for a long time, 13 years to, to be exact. They last won it in 2008. However, interestingly, since 1996, when Super League be- actually began, uh, St. Helens have actually won the cup eight times. That's four more than the nearest challengers in Leeds and Warrington who have won it four times each. Oh, that's not right, is it? Oh, well, they, yeah, with a hat trick, didn't they? Yeah. In 96, 2000. It could be, yeah. One. Yeah. No, yeah, one, yeah. Yeah, four. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, he's done his research. There you go. Thank you. Don't yeah. be so quick to, to jump in. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yeah, good one. I like that stat as well. Yeah. Uh, number five um, is about Niall Evolds. And Niall Evolds became the first person to win the Lance Todd Trophy whilst being on the losing side since 2005 when Kevin Sinfield won the award, losing 25-24 to Hull, Evolds is also only the 11th winner of the award whilst being on the losing side. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, And got a couple of little, just a little facts about the, uh, the Lance Todd trophy uh, okay. to go along with that. Um, so I'm going to start by just quickly reading out the 11 winners of the award who have been on the losing side, and that's Evolds in 2021, uh, Kevin Sinfield in 2005, Gary Connolly in 2003, 
Robbie Paul in 96, Eddie Cunningham in 1981-82, David Topless in 1978-79, George Nichols 77-78, Don Fox 67-68, Brian Gabitas 64-65, Tommy Harris 1959-60 and Frank Whitcomb in 1947-48. A um, couple of little facts about, or just a couple of them that have, have joined that list. Uh, Brian Gabitas in 1964-65, interestingly, is the only winner of the award on that list to share the award whilst being on the losing side. He played for Hunslet on the day, but actually shared it with a player, Ray Ashby of Wigan, who was on the winning side that day. Okay, okay. Very good, very good stuff. And sorry, just one more dead quick for you as well. Uh, going back to Niall Evolds, uh, he's actually the only the second player to win the award and the team lose by a double figure amount. Uh, Castleford lost by 14 on the day. Uh, but the first place, amazingly, goes to Tommy Harris in 1959-60. He won the award playing for Hull FC despite losing to Wakefield 38-5 on the day. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that, that was... How's he done that? Uh, he must have had an absolute cracker. How's that? How's he I've, done that? I've no idea. But to go with that as well, I kind of feel bad for Neil Fox, who scored 20 points in the final uh, <laughs> that day, a, a record which actually still stands today. It's been equaled but never broken... But it was but uh, two other players, Yestin Harris and Tom Briscoe, both scored twenty points in the final. Brilliant! So wow. you feel a bit hard done to there. You wouldn't, wouldn't you? I'm just going to that nineteen fifty nine one out anyway. But uh, Bobby, thank you very much, and uh, it's it's always good to hear these stats from the horse's mouth, so to speak, isn't it? Yes. So it's down to Callum whether you get a trombone or a round of applause. I think for that for that effort. <laughs> And oh, I mean, I must have done well there because Callum's clearly the toughest critic. I mean, to get a clap off Callum, that's uh, that's something special there. Yeah, well, um, yeah, you don't know what's going to happen when you've gone off the phone. So yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> that's listen, very thank true. You, thank you for the stats. No, thank you very much for having me on. Um, uh, 20, 20 odd episodes, and it's been great. So uh, thank you very much. Excellent. We look forward to hearing from him again in episode 42. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Right. Have a great one, guys. Bye. 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 Anyway, that was. It's Bobby's Stats of the Week. He talks a lot, doesn't he? He does, doesn't he? I thought he, was, <laughs> I thought he wasn't going to shut up. He has gone, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. And yo, he just waffles on, doesn't he? It's easier when he texts him, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I've lost where we're up to now after that. No, I'm not joking. He did Anyway, well. if, you, if, you, if you are still with us, um, I think we, we're just going to very, very briefly just touch on the announcement that was made last week about the Rugby League World Cup Uh confirming that, it, that it's going to go ahead, but we're not quite sure of the participation from Australia as we are, are we? No. Which still leaves it, in my view, a little bit up in the air at the moment. Mm, yeah, I mean, it, 
I mean, it wouldn't be the same without them, but at the end of the day, if they don't want to, we can't call it off just because they don't want to come over. If everybody else is willing to do it. Our friend Gus Gould, yeah, was piping up again mm. and saying about um, the, the, the NRL had told the International Rugby League Federation to cancel this months ago. And he said it wasn't just about the kangaroos, but it was about the players that make up the Pacific Island teams, that they all come from the NRL, and that was the big problem. And the NRL have told them no, that we're, no, we're not doing it. The NRL don't run the World Cup, though. No, but obviously he thinks they do. And yet today, a note that Trent Robinson had come out and said, we must have the World Cup. International Rugby League is so important to the game and it must it must happen I've always liked Trent Robinson I think he's great Trent Robinson yeah but I agree I think it's got to happen you know we don't have the the biggest calendar do we internationally and, no you know a, a lot of people are, are really looking forward to it and I know I am well we've spent about 200 quid on tickets haven't we yeah something like that um, unfortunately you're wrong the NRL do run rugby league. That's the problem. True. That's the problem. True. And what really worries me that I've been hearing today on the news is that the Olympics might not go ahead. Yeah, because if that doesn't go ahead... I mean, I know it's in a different country, but... But the fact about travelling... I think there's been 68 positive cases now Mm. from the bubbles within the athletes and coaches that are, that are here for, that are there for the olympics and i think if the olympics doesn't go ahead it gives it gives more um it, it gives more ammunition doesn't it for the for the people that are anti the rugby league world cup going ahead this year yeah it gives them more uh, uh, more of a voice yeah definitely but you know we don't know what's going to happen in um you know a few months time Things could go down, cases could go down and whatnot, so it's too early to call hours off, I think. It is, unfortunately, when you see that we've had about 50,000 new cases mm. today. and But I think the, the actual number of tests are going up, so if you have more tests, chances are you're going to find more cases. But they're saying then, Gus Gould again is saying that Australia aren't a very vaccinated country. See, I don't get that. I don't no, see I don't, how... But they haven't had that many vaccinations compared to the UK, for example. Well, should we not be like shipping them over so that they can have them? Mm. I don't know. It's politics, know. that, and it's yeah. not what we're about. But it's a worry, though. It is a worry. It's still a worry. Even though the participation agreements have been signed, even though the announcement's been made that the Rugby League World Cup is going ahead. If uh, if the Olympics gets still called off, I don't think I would hold much hope. No, I I, I agree. So. Uh, well, we'll know in the next week because the Olympics is due to start on Friday. Yep. So we'll know in the next week probably a little bit more, perhaps where we where we stand. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a case of fingers crossed at the moment, isn't it? Definitely. Okay. Um, quick Super League review and preview to finish. Yes. Okay. Only three games this week uh, because of the Challenge Cup final. And again, that's unusual in itself because usually when it's the Challenge Cup final, there are no... Uh, there were no league games fixture, for it? anybody else, isn't there? Yeah, just again, COVID, having to, to catch up with certain results and yeah. that, aren't they? So, yeah. Um, Huddersfield 12, Wigan 14. Uh, 
Huddersfield on the, the, the back end of a narrow defeat against Wigan for two weeks on the trot. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I'm not really sure, you know, three weeks ago when I knew they were playing two, two games back-to-back, I'm not really sure how I... Th- I saw it going. I didn't think. I don't know if I expected it to be close or not. Um, but you know they have been. So mm. um, I don't know what that says about where each team's at. Whether because Uddersfield haven't been great, have they this season? Um, you know they've they've been rubbish since you predicted them to finish second in the league. Yeah, and yeah. Did you mean second or second bottom? Second bottom. So I'm right. Oh right, right. Okay, fair enough. I don't then. know. I don't know. You can have a got my prediction there. No, because no. It's actually, it's actually true. All right. Okay. Fair enough. So I'm quite pleased with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and Wigan, I think, have had a lot of injuries, aren't they? And there's been COVID cases. I think in in both teams, and I don't know. It just seems weird. I don't really know how to describe it, but it just seems a weird fixture for or, or weird. Both teams seem to be in weird places at the minute, don't they? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And there's something deeper going on at both clubs, I think. Yeah, um, but a, a, a nice, you know, a touching moment. Will Price got his first start and his first try, and um, his dad was commentating on the our league. I heard that, and he was dead excited. He was. He died, and then he, and and Leon was like. He's in. He's in. Yeah, <laughs> which was it. Was it was really nice. It made me like. I've always liked Leon Price. He's one of my favourite players ever. Um, and I would love to try and get him on because I just I think he's ace. Um, but yeah, that was really nice to see Wigan. I don't know. I don't think they're just playing particularly well, are they? Well, I think we're going to have to try and get a Wigan fan on to to see what's going on, see if there is deeper problems. Yeah, I think we might even look for that for next week. To be honest. Yeah. Um. You know, I think Gildart changed the game with that little, um, they, they had a little drop off, didn't they? And he went against the grain and made a break and just give it to Farrell and that that sealed it for him. And in the end, the Harry Smith penalty goal was the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything, um, else, anything else on that? Um, no, not on not on that particular game. They've made three signings, haven't they? Wigan oh, we, yes, they have. Yeah, um, they, they have. They've signed. Um, Abbas Miski, who is a winger. Is he the one from London? Is he the Lebanese London. winger? Yeah, that's right. Um, and two two forwards in Patrick Margot, who is signing from South Sydney, and Cade Ellis, who is signing from the Dragons. Uh, the one from South Sydney, is it Margot? I think he's come off the bench a couple of times, if I remember rightly, this season. Yeah, I think there's a few fans said they're quite excited to see him. And yeah. I don't know much about it, must admit, but I, I, I don't just recognise the name. Just recognise the name on that yeah. one. Um, Salford, 24, Wakefield, 14. Yeah, Salford, have they gone two in a row now? Yeah, they, they, yeah, and I'm glad Richard Marshall had an awful lot of stick um, because I think Ian Watson was a really tough act to follow at Salford. Yeah, he probably... He, he he probably did better than what he should have done. They went to a Challenge Cup final. They went to a Grand Final, mm. and it's a difficult act to follow because I think when any team does that, all of a sudden the fans of that team then get get accustomed to that success, or there's an expectation of that, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, so, there is definitely. But twenty four 
14. We keep saying about Wakefield being a, an odd team. Mm. Um, and, I, and I think for both of them, you know, if you were betting on that game, I don't think you'd you'd put much money on, would you, on either way on that one? No, I, I, I could see that one um, going either way. Yeah. Um, Christian Innu was back for, for Salford after his um, suspension. Yeah. Um, and looked quite good, come back with a bang, got himself two tries. He could look good in the World Cup for Samoa, and they've got a couple of others as well, haven't they? Yeah, I thought Morgan Escaray looked pretty pretty handy. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's too much to say for, on, on a Wakefield point of view, apart from it was another loss. Mm. I, don't, I don't think they played particularly bad. No, and we'll come on. I'll want to come on to those in a minute in the in the preview, um, just to see if they can if they can bounce back. Yeah, um, but the final game, um, I quite enjoyed this game. Um, another back to back fixture. One, it was Catalan and Leeds. Catalan twenty seven, Leeds eighteen. Yeah, good second half performance from the Dragons again. Very good. And, Leeds, you and know, they seem to do that every week. Yeah, um, you know, Leeds were. 18-2 up at half-time, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then held scoreless um, in the second half. Bigger news, I think, for... I mean, that just, just cements uh, Catalan's place at the top of the league. But I think bigger news for Leeds, I think, this week is the signing of Aidan Caesar from the Giants. Yeah, huge signing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm On the pod, we've... Uh, we've waxed lyrical at times, haven't we, about Aiden Caesar and how well he's played? Yeah. Um, what I'm not, I can't get my head around is the fact that uh, they've got Caesar now and Gale. And today I'm reading that they've made an offer to Blake Austin. Mm. You can't have Caesar, Austin, and Gale. Let's play Blake Austin on the wing. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> He's not very good there. <laughs> no. It seems to have destroyed his career, that, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Um, I mean, both Gale and Caesar, you would think, were out and out scrum half. Caesar may be slightly more versatile than Gale in, in playing six. I think a lot of the time they're pretty much the, the, the same thing, aren't they? You know, they take, you, take a side each. <laughs> or... Do you not think that would be a case of, like, sort of too many cooks? Surely you can only have one. Absolute storming main playmaker. You would think so, and you would think that would probably be Gale, having already been there. And I would say that would probably be Caesar. So straight away, even 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 we're mm. wondering where that one comes from. It might work beautifully. It might destroy if, them. If they're saying that that Caesar. Assigned, obviously, and then they talk about Austin. Does that then pave the way then for Gale? Can't for see Austin. Run? I can't see Austin. No, they were talking about uh, Hull KR. Uh, yeah, Hull Leeds. KR seems to be the big one. Yeah, uh, and Lee on loan till the end of the season. Nah, this season. Yeah, and nah, nah, I'm not having that. Makes no sense, I think, from a Warrington point of view. Um, I tell you, you know, we we've spoke about. Um, James Maloney mm. for uh, for Catalans and how much you know that sort of like different culture that Catalans seem to have this year you know over the over the the sort of lazy 
over the hill sort of like NRL player that's just there for a bit of wine and cheese. Mm. And we spoke about James Maloney several times, haven't we? Do you know who else impresses me for them? Sam Cassiano. Yeah, yeah. to be fair, because I thought he was exactly that type yeah. of player. And I don't now. No, I don't. I really think he's in it for the for the trophies. Yeah, which is brilliant. Um, Arthur Marg having another good game. Yeah. Electric. Sam Tompkins there. You know, was Rolling a rock the years for them. Back. Yeah. But Cassiano, I think, has really added some real steel to mm. them and, and really, really worked hard, I think. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what did make me laugh, that Josh Drinkwater, no try, where he was just through. Yeah. And he just dropped it over the line, putting the ball down. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, but I thought it was a real sort of basketball-style game. There was a lot of offloads and throwing the ball about, and I thought it was just a really enjoyable watch. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and this week's fixtures, that was, the, that was that was the end of the fixtures, wasn't it, for this week? That, that is the it. end of the fixtures, yeah. Uh, this week, uh, Liam Warrington uh, has already bitten the dust. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what they reckon is to follow is Catalan and Castleford, because they reckon Castleford have got COVID cases, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me, because it come out like two days ago, That so does that mean that affects Saints? I don't know. It just seems weird. Yeah. Um, I think we'll see a lot more fixtures postponed before now before the end of the season. Yeah, I agree. Um, but if it does go ahead, prediction for Catalan and Castleford? Uh, I think Castleford will take a little bit of time to lick the wounds from Saturday. And Catalan are absolutely storming, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I think Catalan will win that by 20. I think that'll be a... Um, I think it'll be sometimes it's difficult for teams coming off the back of a Wembley defeat. Yep, I agree. I agree, especially going to France as well. Mm. Um, was it a couple of years ago? Was it Warrington? And when they got beat off Catalan, they didn't win another game till the end of the season or something. Something. It was something like, like that. that. Well, I, I think it might be Warrington. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, Huddersfield and Hull. Um. Can't look further than Hull, can you, at the moment for that one? Just because of the way that Huddersfield have so. shaping up, really. Uh, I think, again, and there seems to be that many big scores at the moment on the whole that I think I'm sick of saying by eight or by six, so I'm going to say by 18. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Challenge Cup winner St. Helens at home to Hull KR. How do you see that one going? Uh, have they sobered up? Because uh, that's the looking that's... at that parade last night. No, right. So in that case, I'm going to go Hull KR ten. I think. I mean, it's not very often that the, the winners of the Challenge Cup back it up with a win, is it? No. Um, I didn't see pictures of the parade. With the um... there was an hilarious moment. They were doing this thing and they were going to obviously doing the parade down the town. And at one point in the town, um, they had a uh, what was called a 21 bum salute. And there was oh, all no. these blokes lined up with the, the, their asses out, mooning all the the coat, uh, the, the fans, the, no, the players on the coach. Um, but then I think that there was a woman there as well who decided to um, lift the top up. But I'm not sure whether she. Was part of that, yeah, or whether she was just like, thought this will be funny. Do you remember we went to Huddersfield? Made for a once? funny picture, though. Do you remember we went to Huddersfield once, and 
that woman mooned at you coming out of the ground. Yeah, I do remember that, yeah. And you were shouting at her, it looks like two eggs in a hanky. Yeah. <laughs> she quickly pulled them back up. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know why that even happened, but it just did for some reason. Anyway, I don't know, I thought I'd mention that. Um, yeah, anyway, go on. I, I, I think old KR. Yeah, Saints I think old KR probably win it. I think Saints might even I, rest I one or think, two. Yeah, I think they will rest one or two, and, and I don't think they'll have done much training this week either. I don't. I think it'd be maybe not comfortable, but I think they'll. I don't think they'll. I don't think Saints will try. They won't start training until tomorrow or Thursday, will they? No, they'll have a bit of a captain's run on Thursday, won't they? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Wigan at home to. Wakefield. Well, this is the one I wanted to come back to with you because you sort of worry a little bit about Wakefield and will that tell us a little bit more about where Wigan are? Possibly, because Wakefield have been struggling, haven't they? Yeah, so um, if Wigan win big, is that what we expect? Or if they don't and Wakefield manage to turn them over, is that does that send out more problems for Wigan? Mm. Uh, I think we're going to win big. I think they'll win by 18 but I wouldn't be too surprised if it ended up even being the other way around. No, I don't think I would either. Um, I think Wakefield need another win, don't they? Very soon, Wigan, are, uh, Wigan need a win because they need to try and climb this table. And Yeah, I think Wigan will win, but I think it'll be a bit closer than that. I'm going to say eight. Yeah, just a, a quick one. Huddersfield, have won, I think, have won three this year. Mm. And Lee haven't won any. Is it, is it beyond the... Huddersfield have got tons of injuries. Don't look like they're going to win many more, if any more. Is it still is it still in the possibilities that Lee could catch them? Huddersfield could still go down. Unlikely. Very unlikely, I think. It's not impossible, obviously. When it's that close, nothing's impossible. Particularly if they play them. Yeah. And that could then just be two wins difference. I just can't see it. But you're, you're right, it's not impossible. Um, anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah, uh, last game. Leeds uh, and Salford. I think this will be a Leeds win. I think they've looked. I think they've they've shown shoots of recovery. Yeah, Leeds. I think they've looked quite good at times. Uh, Salford a little bit. I think even though they won last week, I think are a little bit hit and miss. Uh, and I think Leeds will win uh, by fourteen. Yeah, Leeds look to be sort of. Coming into their own, yeah, at that typical lead time of the season, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, I think they'll win. I think they'll win quite comfortably as well. Okay, that it? Yeah, I think that just about wraps us up, doesn't it? It does. We didn't think we had an awful lot to talk about this week, but still we have gone for one thing. We've still waffled on. Yeah. So I hope you're still with us. I hope you've enjoyed it this week. Uh, next week we are looking for. Uh, I forgot my shout-outs, so there isn't any this week. I forgot about that. Apologies. Sauce. I know. And uh, I think, are we looking for a, are we looking for a Wiganer next week? I think we are looking for a Wiganer next week, yes. So, a little bit like the football team was when they were looking for a new mascot, weren't they, to dress up as a giant pie? Yeah. Uh, but if you are a Wigan fan... Not necessarily dressed up as a giant pie? No, you don't. That's, that's optional. Yeah. Um... Then get in touch. We'd love um, to we'd love, hear yeah, from you. Definitely. So we'll do a Wigan special and perhaps delve a little bit deeper into uh, 
uh, perhaps what's what's going on um, at uh, at the DW Stadium. Yeah. So, and I think that's I think that just about wraps us up, doesn't it? Follow us on Twitter at Loose Forward Pod and also on Facebook under the same name. And wherever you're watching this week, enjoy your rugby league. And it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. Bye.